Have you got my wallet? Paul asked as he opened one of the kitchen drawers, and then a cupboard, and then flicked the kettle on. Why would I have your wallet? Emma replied, rummaging through a cupboard for a clean Tupperware box for Ruby sandwiches. Oh, I don't know. Maybe you took it to pay the milkman or something? Paul said. He took his chrome travel mug off the draining board and dropped a tea bag in. We've never even had a milkman, Emma said. Ever. She pulled out a box, causing an array of melamine plates, novelty egg cups and, inexplicably, a pair of gardening gloves to fall onto the floor at her feet. No lid for the box, though. God, I don't know, window cleaner then? Can you look for it at least? I haven't got time. If I don't hit the tunnel by... 8.30, I know, Emma said. They'd had this conversation pretty much every morning for the past month since they'd moved to West Kirby, and Paul had transferred to the Liverpool office of the sports agency he worked for. If he didn't get to the tunnel by 8.30, he'd get stuck behind the buses on the A59 and, well, Emma had no idea what would happen, since Paul never bothered with travel updates when he got home from work in the evenings, preferring to fall asleep in front of the TV instead. Today's commute would be even worse because the schools were going back after the summer holidays. But Emma was far more concerned about Ruby and Sam starting at their new school for the first time than Paul finding his wallet and hitting the tunnel before the traffic. She yanked her lid out from behind a set of kitchen scales. If it didn't fit, Ruby was going to have to have her sandwiches in foil and like it. I'll go and look now, she told Paul. Keep your knickers on. Daddy's got knickers on, Sam said from the hallway. Sam, Emma said, seeing him sitting in the middle of the stripy runner in his pyjamas, tiny legs spread out in a V with what looked like a hundred quid's worth of Lego piled up in between them. What the f- She walked over to him, kicking a pair of trainers out of the way. I mean, what are you doing? I left you getting dressed. You had one leg in your school trousers. We don't want to be late on your first day, do we? Sam looked up at her, his blue eyes wide. Emma crouched down, her knees cracking. What happened, man? I just thought, Sam said, placing a red brick on top of a tower of other red bricks. I thought maybe I could stay here. I need to finish this tower for my job. For your job, Emma said. What job's that? Lego tower builder, Sam replied. Emma hooked her hands under his arms and hoiked him to his feet as he squealed with indignation. Go and get dressed right now. If I do, will you buy me more Lego today? If you don't, you might find all your Lego in the bin when you get home. You wouldn't do that, Sam said, stopping on the bottom step and turning back to grin at her. Try me, Emma said. But they both knew she wouldn't. Her kids had learned pretty early on that all her threats were empty. She wasn't proud. I'm dressed already! Eight-year-old Ruby called from the front room. I know you are, darling, Emma said. Well done! Ruby had actually been looking forward to starting a new school and making new friends. Emma got it. She had hoped that they'd meet people over the summer when they arrived in West Kirby, 
but it just hadn't happened. Both she and Ruby had made good friends at the school gates back in London, so she was keeping her fingers crossed for the same happening here. Em! Paul yelled from the kitchen, the scent of burnt toast drifting down the hall. Wallet! Emma had wanted her bedroom, it was Paul's too of course, but she preferred to think of it as hers, to be an oasis of calm and romance. Maybe sexiness on a Friday night if they weren't too tired, or drunk, but the raspberry carpet was covered in Lego and tiny cars, a row of teddies and dolls lined the wide window ledge blocking the view of the marina, and Sam had drawn, in permanent marker, a series of increasingly large and detailed penises across the top of the chest of drawers. Emma quite liked them, if she was honest. They were oddly cheery, unlike Paul's lately. Kicking detritus out of the way and briefly catching her foot in the strap of one of her bras, she really needed to tidy up once she dropped the kids off. Emma rounded the bed to Paul's bedside table, which was, as always, piled high with magazines and books and half-drunk cups of tea. Her husband almost always put his wallet on the bedside table. It almost always fell down the back, and for some reason, he was almost always utterly incapable of remembering this. Kneeling at the side of the bed, Emma reached underneath the bedside table, her fingers immediately brushing against the leather wallet, before her knuckles knocked against something else, something plastic. She slid the wallet out, then reached back for the plastic thing. It was a small pump dispenser. Unmarked, the liquid inside was clear. Emma held it in the palm of her hand and frowned at it in confusion, until she suddenly realised... Lube? It was lube. Her husband had lube on his side of the bed. And he wasn't using it with her. She stared at it for a couple of seconds, blinking. She didn't have time for this now. They had to get going or they'd be late. She'd have to think about it later.